This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on 98.9 Northwest FM. It's me, Maddie J, in studio with Chadosh and in the other studio uh, across the way from us. I love me, he's, he's over there. We, we, can, we can see it. There we go. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. Scotty Doe Johnson, Mr. David Prince, and the one and only he's returned, Rizzy Ross Akhtar. You know, he's he's back two weeks in a row. Good to see you, Riz. It's it's all good. Happy to be back. We've got we've got we've got the crew back. Scotty's got power. I think my Powerball sending power to Scotty right now. So this time, if anything goes down, we'll blame Elon. Yeah, I appreciate we, it. I appreciate it. Uh, what does John Cadogan call him? What, electric Jesus? Uh, electric, electric Jesus? Uh, so yeah, he, he can make it happen for you. <laughs> Happy to see all you guys. How you go, how you guys are going? But before we go with that screen, Chad, we'll start with you, man. How's your how's your holiday little break been? Yeah, look, it's been good. I've um, I've, I've mostly been working through it, but uh yeah it's you just had sort of the main days off and apart from that yeah i've just been you know just keeping up with work and um you know doing bits around the house bits on the cars i managed to break my tarago a little bit so uh, how'd you how'd you break a toyota i know i thought it was impossible but uh i uh decided to chuck on a um you know uh, an aftermarket steering wheel on it and um somehow putting the the uh that that boss kit uh, no, it was post boss kit. So after putting the boss kit on, I like tightened the 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 main nut too yeah. too far, and it just it's fully threaded, and I could not get it off. And oh, you're kidding! I got like breaker bars out and all the all the stuff to like make sure <laughs> it, you know cannot stay on. And yeah, I ended up snapping the actual like the spline. Well, on the oh. So I had to uh, go around to a couple of wreckers, and um, uh, yeah. Find, uh, yeah, find like that half, the half section of the steering shaft, and um, yeah, managed to pull that out like five minutes before they closed. <laughs> it was a bit stressful, but yeah, got it done, and um, yeah, I just got the part back home, so I just got to sort of rip that apart and swap it over with the one, one, one that's in the car. Um, and, then, yeah. and then the Rago lives, and the Rago lives, yeah, it'll live to get broken again, <laughs> hopefully, or hopefully not. And uh, yeah, that's um, haven't really been doing much else on the cars. Just yeah, been doing a lot of home stuff. Just you know, uh, painting. And my my partner decided she yeah wanted to do some projects around the house. So um, yeah, did a big clean out of the garage and stuff, and uh, threw a whole bunch of crap out. Yeah, cut up my old Sylvia exhaust with a <laughs> angle grinder and chucked that in the hard rubbish. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of uh, it for the car stuff, I guess. That, yeah, that's where you're at now. Cool. Good to see. Oh, 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 did you do like the whole um, Monte Carlo mods? Like, uh, okay. didn't. The um, <laughs> the the angle grinder made enough of a. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would have pissed your neighbors off on Anna. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Alan, good to see you back, man. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, happy to be back. Sorry about my absence. I haven't really done much car-wise. I have got the MX-5 booked in for a service tomorrow. Um, it's finally going to get... I, the thing I mentioned is it's got the cracked radiator. I did end up buying uh, a replacement radiator for that. And I intend on fitting it myself because I was you know, still under the, the Dunning-Kruger effect. And I was like, I can do this. I'm a real man. And uh, then I realized I don't have anywhere to put the coolant. I don't have any replacement coolant. So I stopped at the thermostat. I did the thermostat and I was like, you know what? I've done enough manly things. The mechanic can take care of the rest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be going to the mechanic tomorrow morning. And, yeah, hopefully you'll do the radiator, give it a service, check if there's any. I think there might be a minor oil leak. I've been monitoring the oil. The level really hasn't changed. So I think it's just like a, a drip once in a while. It doesn't concern me, but my dad's like, get it checked out, you know, um, see if there's anything that needs adjusting. But apart from that, yeah, the MX5 is good. The STI is sitting there doing nothing. And, uh, yeah, I think I use the D-Max a lot most of the time. But, yeah, that's about all the car updates for me. Very good. As David would say, if it's uh, if it's leaking oil, it's it's got oil in it, and that, that's a safety. It's a safety feature. It's a safety feature. Like a true Honda person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More for my Jaguar-loving friends, actually. I've got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, Rizzy Ross, man, what's happening with you? You're on mute, Rizzy. Uh, it's I got it sorted. I was, I got about forty screens here. I'm monitoring the stock market at the moment because times are tough. And if I had to join this podcast with Alan, the main man that knows what to do, aka buy wrecked up Magnus in <laughs> times of austerity, as we had selected in the past, then I'm just keeping an eye out as to what's going on. So apologies for that muteness. Oh, all good, uh, man. All good. Nothing much on my car front apart from the fact that well two bits of news one is byd reckon they're going to give me a seal performance i'm still waiting for that to happen despite that bmw closer to the end of the month would like me to borrow an i7 would like you to borrow would like me to their request saying hey riz if you're interested we have an i7 m60 or m70 this thing, the RRP is like 300 grand. Wow. And so uh, it would be interesting to see how, I mean, this car is effing large. Yeah. So look, if that, if that comes in, I reckon you could fit two N1s in that car, David. <laughs> two, two N1s and... Could come in handy, Riz. Well, that's right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's the, that's the other car I'm sort of looking... Um, looking at and yeah apart from that just analyzed some of the sales stuff for what happened last year and it was it was very interesting just for some context number one i think it was ranger was number one best-selling car last year yeah and number two was hilux no surprise there number three was the d-max number four was the rav4 Number five was the MGZS, which as Matty J himself has, it's basically his pick for when oh. he goes on road trips. Mm. It is like, it's you know, awesome. basically British heritage. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the car that you give to your, your friend who you don't like. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's that car is your boss. <laughs> So th- that was number five, and number six was um, the Model Y. Hmm. Now, things would have been very different if a ship hadn't been turned around to go back to China due to some 
uh, biosecurity issues, which had the stink bug on it, and Model Y would have been the best-selling passenger car in Australia last year if well, you don't exclude if you exclude the Utes. Well, that's crazy. So goes to show, and it's already been crowned the world's best-selling car for 2023 over the F-Series, F-Series pickup trucks, to any of the Toyota products. So that's nuts. It's, it's, it's starting to happen, but yeah, it seems like things are, things are changing slowly. But having said that, I think it's going to be tough times for electric cars this year. Mm. Did it get turned around because it had Tesvid? There's my small oh. one joke. I'm done for the I'm done for the day, guys. Um, I'm out. I'm out. All right. See you guys. Uh, Chad, you can run the show. I'm done. <laughs> Before we move on, Riz, why do you think it's gonna to be tough times this year for, for electric cars? Is it just built supply and demand, or is it people changing minds or there's a lot of issues around well, a lot there, there's enough supply. I was drove past the Kia dealer yesterday and you know, usually at the front of the dealerships, they have all these cars, generally the stuff they can't get rid of or really want people to buy. There were six Kia EV6s wow. and two Kia e-Neros. So mm. clearly they can sell everything else but can't sell that electric stuff. Which but didn't they have like a two-year wait on those cars at one point? That's that's what I'm thinking. So before Australian Open, they are there. Wow, yeah. So mm. it's going to be, I think, I think companies like BYD and Tesla are going to do okay. Everyone, maybe MG with the MG4, but everyone else is going to have a tough time. They just announced the Kona Electric's price. It's 54,000 plus on roads. In 2024, a car that's, that's under 400 kilometers of range, you don't price it at nearly 60 grand drive away. Yeah. And the top of the range model is more expensive than the Model Y. Wow. Well. So it's 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 basically a couple of brands that are going to do well, and everyone else is uh, going to be yeah facing some tough times. So that's just the way it will be, I think. Mm. How's the tracking, Riz, with their their commitment to electrify everything? Who was that? Sorry, Volvo. Oh, they <laughs> quietly they had two cars in the top ten electric vehicle sales. The only two they sell. The XC40 and the C40, which is the coupe version of that. Mm-hmm. First quarter, they launched the EX30, their smallest car. And this thing, I think, is going to sell like hotcakes. The managing director at Volvo Australia has already told me they've got 1,500 pre-orders and they've not even attempted to advertise it. Wow. So this car is going to be a bit of a game changer for when it does land. Last year nearly 40% of all their sales in Australia were one of those purely electric models. Wow. So they want to get to 100% before the end of 2025 So and only sell purely electric cars by 2026. And they're going to do that while increasing their overall volume in Australia. So last year, I think, was the biggest year for Volvo they've ever had. Wow. Interesting. Watch this space. David Prince. Uh, oh, car updates with me. Um, we well, happy new year, everybody. Uh, this, happy year. Uh, this week I was en route back from uh, from a bit of a trip up to New South Wales. Took the ZRV, which was proved to be a very nice way to travel. So we went the windy way up through um, Omeo and up through the Snowy Mountains and and the like. Had a really nice drive up there. Coming home, it was a bit uh, bit trickier. 
Actually, Tuesday afternoon was that huge storm in Melbourne and the, and the um, oh, I don't know how many mills they got, but a lot of mills on the, <laughs> on the highway. And we're just this side of Wangaratta and, and it this heavens just opened. It was absolutely nuts. I was down to about 60 kilometres an hour, I think, and the uh, trucks were still barrelling past, you know, in the right-hand lane. And this thing beeped up on the dash of the car. And it was... <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it said, but in essence, it was we can't actually see the end of the da- the the bonnet. So we've actually turned off all the safety features, all the auto, um, um, automotive avoidance, all that sort of stuff. We've turned that off. Basically, the car was saying you're on your own. Okay, like, <laughs> it's <Good> uh, <laughs> we're we're not dealing with that thing. Thanks very much. So. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen that one come up before. So we uh, luckily we were just near a rest stop, so we pulled off, and that was like Christmas shopping at Chadston. Wow. That was uh, just crazy. The traffic, you know, everyone was making the right decision in pulling off the road. It was really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Just it's a water coming across the road, and and um, but when you, I suppose, you know, when you're in a 80, 60 ton, eighty ton truck, whatever they are, fully loaded, you know, you're going to displace that water pretty um violently and quickly so they just barreled on like um like trains <laughs> i had to give the 330 back um to back that i had over christmas yesterday we didn't take that to sydney i thought that was probably a bit cheeky but um i did i did come grow to enjoy that quite a lot the uh we actually had a bit of experience with a, a new tucson in in sydney very lush inside i've got to say i, I was a, only a passenger and i didn't drive it i was offered the chance not to drive in the middle of Sydney, so I took it and I sat in the back and like an Uber Uber passenger. Um, really lush inside, very quiet diesel. Um, it was mm. a 2.2 diesel, really yeah. quite comfortable. Um, but they're funny-looking things. There's a lot going on with the outside of those cars. There's lots of lines that actually meet up and go off in different directions and I can't say I'm a fan of the look of them, but Inside, very nice and and very comfortable. While I was in Sydney, I actually visited the boys at Go Garage, which is uh, quite a well-known import place up in Chalora in New South Wales. Um, Jerry and Mark there were were great to to talk to, and um, I had a little sneaky drive of their manual N1 RS that they've uh, imported. And, uh, yeah, to say that it lived up to expectations is probably – bit of an understatement because it was very fun, uh, very cool little digger. I mean, I love pretty much, as you all know, pretty much everything about the N1 but except the CVT gearbox and and to take that out of the equation and put a six-speed manual in it, there's just like mm. on the stick. So uh, I didn't bring it home. I, I It was it was a consideration before I went that it might we might be bringing two cars home, but we didn't. <laughs> Very glad, given that coming home on Tuesday was absolutely bedlam. But I'm Very glad restrained of you, Dave. But no, I, I just oh, I don't know. It was, it, it, and it sounds like the, the the biggest first world problem in the world. But I couldn't cope with the colour. I just couldn't cope with a bright yellow car with black stripes. And uh, yeah, it's not me. So I pulled the trigger on uh, speaking to Ben from J Spec who bought in the red one for me. So we. On the hunt for another one, so um, that's exciting to actually have paid the service fee now. So mm-hmm. the hunt on, mm-hmm. exciting times. I'll keep you posted. He um, actually, I don't know. I don't know if he listens to this podcast. Probably, probably, he may well. If he's, if he's, you know, an intelligent automotive man, 
He did call me a nerd in the uh, email. <laughs> yes. No. It wasn't a good As I pointed out, yeah. to him, harsh, probably true, but but a little harsh. And um, I, I said, I, I think I prefer to think of myself as a targeted enthusiast. I think that's mm -hmm. a... That's a, a a more gentle sort of approach. Um, Keyword there. Keyword targeted. That's right. Targeted. That's right. That's right. I, he thought I might be being a bit specific about what I wanted, but you know, the man it's wants what you want. <laughs> it's what you want. You go for what you want, David. We'll see how that plays out. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, and the only other boring thing I did was um, I had the caddy service the other day, so. Um, they realigned my window that was out of alignment and they um, deodorized my air conditioning, which um, was actually incredibly, it was incredibly uh, musty smelling for some reason, but, but they uh, they sorted that out for me. Um, and that wasn't prohibitively expensive. So, um, yeah, overall satisfactory. Very, very good. Scotty Doe. Pretty sure I got to say what I did last week i think i got that one in yeah um, that was just the brakes and everything like that so that's all done uh the exhaust arrived so that was good i began to fit that i thought it shouldn't be too bad um i thought maybe the bolts would be a bit of a hassle but i had the impact gun there and i took off one bolt very easily and then I realized the second bolt is up in a tight spot and nothing fits in there to be able to get it out. So that was a pain in the butt. And, and uh, in the face, I think you took impact um, wrench a little bit, uh, bit literally, mate. Yeah, I yeah. did to the face. I was, that was when I was doing it up. Okay. So the bolts that were on there all rusted. So I, I had some spare bolts that I was using and putting on there and I had uh spanner on one side and it was just a small ratchet that had get in there on the other side. Um and I'm sitting there tightening it and the spanner came loose and fell down. It was gonna either hit me in the head or I dodge it. And obviously I went to dodge it and I swung my face around and just on the edge of my nose there smacked on the rear sway bar. Oh. So that down fairly low. So you zigged when you should have zagged. Um yeah so should have turned the other way, but I didn't. And for the cheek, Scotty. That did hurt. But it's all it's all healing up okay now. So but yeah, hit it that hard that it's hard to blinker is intact. Yeah, I thought that's a bit mean of the car to do that to me because I've done so much. It's it's your proof of being a manly man, Scott. <laughs> My face was filthy too. I'm becoming more more and more safer working under the car. So I had safety glasses on as well because there's all bits of rust and exhaust and that falling. So at first I didn't, but I thought, ah, oh, it's all going in my eyeballs. I probably should. And then the damn things kept fogging up all the time. So it was worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But you got to look after your eyeballs and things, I guess. You do. Um, then obviously the half inch ratchet and all that doesn't go up in there in that spot. So I had to use a quarter inch one. 13 mil normal socket wasn't working. I needed a deep socket and I didn't have deep socket in quarter inch. So I had to go back to that job another day. I was going to do it on Sunday, but it was raining a lot. Then I was going to do it on Monday and it was still raining a lot. <laughs> so today is when I got under there and finished it off. So just tightened up everything, check for leaks. There was some leaks 
coming out around the gasket, which I knew would happen, but I just got some of that putty that I had sitting around and just shoved that over it. Um, yeah, there was a good, good hole that I repaired in the actual exhaust piece. So I wrapped that. You can buy that exhaust bandage. Mm-hmm. Um, which one did I get? I think it was a Permatex. Might have been the Loctite brand bandage. And because one of the other bandages comes in, you kind of see the bandage in there. It's red. If you remember seeing that one, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that one didn't work very well. Okay. Um, so I used this, the other one, the other brand, and it's in a sealed packet. You undo it and it's all coated, coated in like this gel stuff. Mm-hmm. And you leave the um, foil on it too and you wrap it around. All right. And that worked actually really, really well. It's set there very nicely. Just on the edges, I used a bit more of that um, muffler putty stuff as well just to finish the job just because it needs to pass. That's that's it. So you know what happens next? Oh, oh. Roadworthy, Scotty. Yeah. Make a call tomorrow. Book it in. Hell yes. Yeah, Finally. There's nothing else that I can see that needs to be done. I'm We're sure so they'll find close. something, but it shouldn't be major. Everything's yeah, no, done. It, it can't be major at this point, dude. <laughs> You've done everything. Oh, it's, everything is done. It's new everything. Virtually a brand new car. I've ever seen. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably past the road worthy more than my Subaru. <laughs> right now. <laughs> All new, just bushes and everything. Everything's all brand new underneath it. So they might, they might. The only problem you're going to have, they're likely to just look and go, "Wow, mate, this is incredible. Do you want to sell it?" Yeah. <laughs> It'd have to be a decent amount before I said yes to that. <laughs> wow, no, I'd good. probably do. I go, oh, look, you know, I'll take a Mark III Supra. <laughs> a little swap so- if you got one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's today i got to drive a little picanto Ooh. um it was a rental car that my parents got and while they're over there yeah i helped to go and pick it up and all that and then i had to run down the street she let me take that out that was it was just a base model obviously because it was a rental mm-hmm. um but pretty darn good mm. suspension felt really good stiff but not too stiff um, steering felt very light, actually. Pretty good turning circle. Um, pretty zippy for a small engine. Would work a lot better as a manual. Yeah. Auto definitely lets it down. The shifts are very slow. They're not really as hard. Yeah. They're a bit soft. Um, base model, yeah, if it was a long trip or a bit longer trip, I don't think my back would really like the seats too much. They're just... A little bit too standard, but as I said, it's a base model, so mm. I can't really pick too much. But overall, I mean, it, as a base model, it came with everything you want. Nice size screen and everything on it, and yeah, I thought it was a great little car. Easy yeah, that was awesome. Zip around in, yeah. Brakes felt really good for it too. Really strong brakes. We're a big fan of the Picanto. It, it won the talkie last week, didn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. So if you haven't driven one, get out there. I'd like to drive a GT though. I think I'd prefer that. Yeah. Up a line, just see how the seats and everything feels, because I'm pretty sure they got some better, comfier seats. Yeah, they do. They're just a little bit too flat. Yeah. They don't really hold you or anything like that. So it's a shame they're stopping making it. Um, I know. Yeah, disappointing. 
But yeah, that's my car updates. What about you, Matty? Uh, not much with me, man. Uh, my new brushes came in. David, did you get your brushes I dropped off to you? My brushes? Yep. Um, so that's brushes for the generator in the scamp. So that should go in at some point and this week. And then finally, I should have a roadworthy and I can enjoy it and drive it um, till, till I get sick of, of scams, which I don't think I will because it's it's so fun. But that is pretty much my only update this week. I think that's that's all I've got. Um, tonight's topic, gentlemen, as I put in the chat earlier and mentioned to a few of you guys, is concept cars that we would have loved to have seen in reality. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Honda's you know, shown pictures and, and things of the of the new Prelude, um, which is a, I mean, they're pretty tight-lipped about it, but they've shown what it could potentially look like. Um, I think it looks really, really cool. Have you boys all seen it? Just just putting it out there before I, I, I get to, like, I, I think, I think whatever, however they try to do it, if it comes out as an EV or a hybrid or, or a, I mean, it'd probably come out as a hybrid, I'd say at least at minimum. Um, it, it's definitely a cool car. And if, 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 they, if they bring that out, that'd be something I'd be really, really interested in. So you got me thinking, what concept cars over the last few years or over all time, really, that you would you would have wished that they would have put into production? And for me, one that's really stood out to me, and and, uh, and I've said it to a few people. I think I said it to you, Riz, and and um, I don't know if I said it to you, to you, Chad, but I feel the one car that I would say I would actually go out and put a purchase if they like generally go by would be the Hyundai um, Envision seventy four. <laughs> I think that is the coolest looking car. It, it, that was on my list. Shadow was just, just nodding his head. You're, you're... Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, coming from owning an i30, it's yeah. just sort of like the, the next <laughs> the next, next level. Uh, yeah, leveled up <laughs> version of it, which is, yeah, it's just such a bloody cool looking car. And no. they, 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 they got it so right. It's It looks it just looks brilliant. Like, it, it's, you know, the proportions are right. Um, you know, the headlights look so sick, like it, the way I've designed it. And it looks like, it looks like how a DeLorean would look like now, it, it, you know, you know, and, and I, and I know DeLoreans are not a great car, but I, um, I, I think they're really cool looking and, and even, even if it didn't come with the wing, like, or he's just sent us a, a link to a link to uh, the Envision 74, um, on, on Hyundai's site. Um, but like the headlights, the tail lights, the wheel, just everything about it just looks, it just looks spot on. And, and that would be an, that would be a car I would actually consider buying if they, if they said, yeah, well, we're, we're bringing it and it's going to look exactly like that. Oh, okay. count me in like that. Like that's just, that's just, it's, 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 I think it's one of the coolest design cars in the last 20 years. Um, it's really interesting because it's got quite a few retro sort of bits to it as well. Yeah. And that's why I like it. I think David. Yeah, it was yep. looking really, you know, like current and and I mean, the wheels held. What are they about twenty seven inch rims or something? <laughs> there's even a bit of AE eighty six about it. There's a, yeah, yeah, there's like wow. Audi Quattro in it. Yeah, there is. Like yeah, yeah. DeLorean. There's um oh, just so much. Like uh, it's like it's taken the best of everything, every yeah, everything good made, and they made it into a yeah. Bloody awesome! It's um, I think it's my favorite concept of the last twenty years. Like it's it's just, when when that came out, I was like, oh my god! Like what is that? Like I I, I need I need that. I was, I was sitting down. I was like, Paul, lucky I'm sitting down. I would have just been, you know, it's uh, 
but yeah, it, it's it, it's it's when you see even an attractive human walk past you, like wow, there was one of those moments in a car. Mm. I was just like, that is like. Um, uh, that was a very, very wall car to me. Um, uh, like I, I know Riz, Riz, you're all about it. Um, Chad, you're all about it. Scott, he said it was on your list. Yeah. You, yep. you, you, yeah, you, you'd go there, would you? Or? Oh, a hundred percent. I just wish this was the direction that all car styling was headed. Yeah. But it's not like Hyundai's not doing that though. Like, like the new Santa Fe looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, the Ionic five is very similar, you know, styling yeah. kids. We all yep. like the Ionic five in terms of a stylistic perspective and, um, and as a practice, oh, I think, I think that's a cracker. So yeah, I'm, I'm liking this new direction that Hyundai's going and, and I, I like that then they're, they're not, they're not being a sheep like other car brands and they're, they're you know, following you know, everyone else's designs. Like they're, they're kind of doing their own thing. Um, and if that, that Envision 74, which I look, I, look, I know it's a concept, but, um, I've seen some interviews with some um, some of the the designers from from N. Like I watched a Larry Chen video, and they were talking about that car. And he, Larry asked, "Oh, is it going to be made?" And he's like, "Well," uh, mm-hmm. and he kind of just kept, he kind of just dodged the, the answer. So there is a possibility that that this car might come to life. And and then you guys will have to say, "Matt, you got to put your money where your mouth was." Yeah. I'm like, "Like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go walk away." But but uh, but yeah, that is uh, that is definitely um, uh, it's. I, I think I think that'd that'd be that'd be that'd be awesome. Alan, what's your take on that car? Look, I thought it looked cool as hell. You know, um, I think any person that very much likes cars for the sake of you know actual cars totally would buy it. But being, I guess, a responsible company that has to sell cars to the general public and everyone likes to buy SUVs, like you don't expect it to do very well. It's just it's a it was a great thing to like I guess um, get some of Hyundai's more electrical stuff. Um, on on you know in the zeitgeist, and if it was for sale, definitely I would probably put my money on that kind of thing. Uh, but it's just it's just not a responsible car. But never like a lot of concept cars aren't unfortunately responsible cars. Yeah. Uh, but it it is a damn good looking one. And if anyone was like, oh, EVs never look good, they will just look like you know little weird bubble boxes. Like show them that. And it's like you know that's what they could be. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, like what I, what I like about that car is that it's it can be a reality with Hyundai's current design language, like then new language that they're going with, like that that car could be a reality. So that for me is probably you know a real a real real close one. Um, Scotty, you, you've linked us. Uh, um, yeah, I was just wondering if this was a concept too. Oh it's yeah, the, the, they they I saw this. They they took their their old grandeur and then they they kind of modernized mm. it. Um, I don't know if you, if you guys have seen that, David. Did you did you see this car? Like, it looked it looked awesome. They did a phenomenal job with it. Um, the um, the Cybertruck version of the GTR. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yes. It's it's if that if if they you know if, if companies said look bring us your old car and we can do we can do that to it I'd be like yeah absolutely you could you could definitely turn by old ultimate retro mod like it is yeah yep all the cool stuff on it and keep the old shape yes so cool ah so cool so I think we're all in agreement the the Envision seventy four is a definite yay. <laughs> What about what else did you get on your on your list, guys? Um, in terms of concepts that you would have been like, yeah, I'd absolutely buy. Now, look, the concepts that for me, for me are, are the ones that I'd be saying, yes, I would. Are not these crazy, over the top, you know, insane looking yeah. things. It's, it's the ones more that they could they could happen, and and like like the Envision or or, or like the new um, Prelude. So, what do what do you guys think? And um and yeah, let's let's uh let's let's see what you think. 
mine's going back to I think it was about 2017 2018 Mazda came out with the um the Mazda Vision Coupe or Coupe You got mine, Scotty. Oh that was yours too Mm -hmm. Yeah and that's um could have been powered by a rotary it just looks nice and sleek that is just gorgeous car if you've seen it before David, um, Scotty, I think David and I saw it in person. <laughs> oh, did you? And I was just going to say, you know, it's it's all very well seeing pictures of cars, and yep. and them, you know, and 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 it's awesome. But to actually see see it three dimensionally, they had the red and the and the grey car Great in one, the yeah. um in the final hall at the um, Master Museum in in Hiroshima when we were there. It was it was breathtaking. It was literally breathtaking. The thing, you know, to see them in real real size and how they would be on the road, they're just incredible looking things. Absolutely. So it looked better in person. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Even better. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. They're not as big as I thought they would be. Like like looking at the pictures, they look massive. And photos. Um, but they are they are quite big. But oh, just the proportions, the stance. The it's the intricate little details they put in that car, Chad. Like just um, and then w w when you see it up close, like you, you know, like they say, oh, it's it's always better in the middle. Um, and in that case, it hundred percent is. Like it, it it just it blew me away. Like I, I know David, you, you and um and Mister David, they were just sitting there just with jaws to the floor, just like Poo! like was, just just utter awe. It was just a lovely, lovely looking car, and um, from every, and and they had the position so you could actually sort of walk around them and 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 get. Get sort of the the different perspectives. It was, and they had the gray, the silver gray one, um, and which is a four door. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, whereas the the red one, the original red one, was the two door. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously the lighting was superb too, and stuff in that sole red color too. That Mazda oh. did so mm. looked incredible. But um, the gray one, the four door gray one next to it looked great. But I mean, I'm lucky enough to have been to a few motor shows and stuff and 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 that's one of the things i always really loved was was seeing the um the concept cars that they'd, they'd roll out and you know as the i was going to say the elder statesman more the elderly statesman of the, of, of the podcast i mean i was at the 74 melbourne motor show when the a car called the gtrx was was um released as a concept car and one's one of the um Shells has only come up recently in the last few weeks for, for sale, so don't know where that's been hiding in someone's garage. I see uh, that car. They, they, they've got they've got one at the Birdwood um, uh, Museum in Adelaide. I have, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually it's quite a cool looking car. That yeah, yeah. For for the for seventy four, it's incredible. You know, oh. like uh, very cool thing. It's so funny too see, seeing it because it's just got the old Tirana steering wheel in it and the old Tirana gauges and stuff. So. <laughs> You can tell what it's based on, but it, it was never in production. But um, that was an awesome little thing. But yeah, that's such a. I mean, we don't have many motor show. We don't have any in Australia now. That it to go to a motor show to see the the weird and the quirky stuff and the cool and the and the um the cool and the funky stuff that actually makes it in, into production down the line. Um, one of the first Tokyo motor shows I went to, they had a they had a hybrid concept which became the CRZ. You know, it was the it, it was it was pretty much production ready 
But um, and the other car was the N1. I, I saw that as a concept too. You know, and that was a new K concept that they they released. They presented at the twenty eleven. Uh, yeah, twenty eleven Tokyo Motor Show, and we yeah, released it the next year, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, they they've got to do them, and Melbourne Australia's got a great history, especially with with Holden and, and design of um, things like the effigy and the mm. um, those sort of cars that that Michael Simcoe was heavily involved with the design of. Yeah, we've got some really good designers in Australia who have designed some really interesting cars. Can I ask you, David? Seeing that car, like the GTRX, at the um, at the motor show, did that just blow you away? Like, like back then, like it, 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 space, you know, yeah. you, else was for sale in '74. You know, '74 um, was still HQ Holdens, you know, and then yeah. on the on the the same basis, the same the same um, stand as as that. It was like, my goodness, you know, is this actually a car? Like, could it actually run and one drive? Um, as it turned out, probably couldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but hey, it looked fantastic. So, yeah, and I mean, that that gets kids interested and it gets people aspiring to the brand and all that sort of thing. Um, and they are important, as Rizzo would know. I mean, they're the technologies that get trialled in, in some of these concept cars. There was another Holden called the Holden Hurricane, which was a metallic orange sort of. The uh, yeah, the Holden Hurricane actually featured a reverse camera, oh. so because it, it because it was rear engined and the, and and you couldn't see through the engine compartment from the two low slung front seats. They had this um, cathode ray sort of screen in the car, like an old <laughs> radar sort of thing that was a grainy sort of reverse camera. So it was probably one of the first cars that featured a reverse camera. So that was seventy. I think that was even earlier. I think that might have been like 71, 72. So in other words, the Ford Territory wasn't the first Australian car to feature a reverse camera. <laughs> I think the first, first production car to feature it. So <laughs> it was an old idea. So so for you, David, it'd be the GTR, GTRX, like that one would be the one that stroke, stroke, uh, like, you know, struck yeah, the most? I remember seeing, you know, in the flesh and yeah. – um, Interestingly, the the year um, they don't do it anymore now. But for a few years, they ran an event in Melbourne called Motor Classica at the old exhibition buildings, which was a really brilliant event. And um, I think it must have been uh, must have been two years ago. I think um, I actually was one of the judges for 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 the Japanese car section of it. But um, the the GTRX, I think they brought it over from Birdwood to to that show. And it was only the second time I'd actually seen it in the flesh wow. building. But once was in 74 and one was in like, you know, 2021 sort of thing. So it was, that was a bit bizarre seeing the same car and just seeing how far car design had gone over that period of time. But then seeing the Mazdas at, at, in September too was like that's the next, that's sort of the direction it's then, then heading off into. Um, the thing that struck me about those, those cars is that they are concept cars, but you could actually literally imagine them on the road. Mm. You know, you'd actually imagine them in people's driveways and stuff like that. And that's um, that's exciting when you see cars that you wouldn't have ever imagined. You know, could be a thing because of the design and the the the, the way they're built and stuff. But they're actually discovering ways, better ways, all the time to actually make them work. I just want to say there was not one bad angle of that car. Like there's just like it just every like every angle was just just like being thought out meticulously it was just it was beautiful 
There's a couple of cars that come to mind, but I think one of the most iconic cars actually was from Ford, the GT90. Yeah, that was on my list. <laughs> now, that car, when I saw it for the first time, Need for Speed, <laughs> I think it was Need for Speed 2. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. This car <laughs> just was one of those icons that you think, is this ever going to be made? And <laughs> is, is this how cars are ever supposed to look? Like, it just captured your imagination from from back then and then you know over the years every now and then you do a bit of research what happened to it type of thing and you know ford had a whole lot of dramas with making getting it to production but having said that it was it was a car that a lot could have been done off the back Mm -hmm. of that um obviously the ford motor company uh now does a lot of mainly trucks and utes and pickups that's their main bread and butter now but that was what Ford performance could have been. Another car that I think is quite unique is, because I didn't think it could never be done once again, and I, it didn't make it into production, I think, was on Top Gear when they had the Jaguar, I think it was CX-75, the, the jet turbine car. So they had this, once upon a time, they were talking about potentially having like, huge power coming from some jet turbine engines. I think it was called the Jaguar um, CX. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. C, yeah, CX-75. CX-75. Um, yeah. So C-X-75. Mazda eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was supposed to be doing, you know, all these things that showcased it a long, long time ago in 2010, I think it was with twin turbines and those type of things. I thought this is cool concept. Like if it could go as fast as they say it's going to go, um, you know, as fast as a Concorde, but it, it never made it. But I think the for myself, number one pick would definitely be the Ford uh, GT90. And just one more, Cybertruck is, I, I'm not saying it's a concept car, but there was a car that looked very similar to the Cybertruck that was a concept car. And it was called the Citroen uh, Karen. Uh, Uh. This this thing, it was, I'm glad it never made it to production, (laughs) (laughs) but there was something like that in the past (laughs) made it to production and only someone as um, crazy as Mr. Musk could bring something like that into into reality as boxy and as triangular as as that cyber truck is but this thing is uh did exist they'd obviously spent a bit of time at the louvre in in paris yeah <laughs> it's quite literally a geometric form of the louvre in 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 um in uh wielding form yeah. it's also like the biggest doorstop looking car ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Block of cheese, really, isn't it? <laughs> the steering and, uh, wheel on the inside looks like it's like a cross between one of those old handheld phones. Yeah. It's got like a dial pad in the middle of it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and it's um it's like, you know, if you buy a pizza and you take a slice out of it, uh, yeah. that's what the rest of the steering <laughs> is, and they've got uh, but I like your choices, Riz. They are that they are three crackers. That that the Karen. Oh man, that is that that, that for me is, dude. Uh, 
we should we should like try to uh, re recreate this. Got to wreck is find like a shell of just something and just you know do that um Peugeot out of getting an elephant to sit on it and uh, <laughs> and, and and shape it into this car. Uh, yeah, those photos. I, I think that's where Elon's failed with the Cybertruck. He should have gone to Ford and got their leftover John Quill yellow paint from the Zampati lasers. <laughs> oh, I could have put it on. Painted it that color, like painted 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 them the same color as this Citroen Caron. And... That's it. You, you sorted. Yeah, yeah, sorted. Exactly. Love it. Absolutely love it. Who else hasn't had? Who hasn't said one yet? Uh, I've got a couple. Two of them are more of the aspirational kind of. If it was a multimillionaire kind of thing, because like I said, they're supposed to be cars that we would buy. One was the um, the Mazda Ferrari. Yeah, just you know, looked absolutely amazing. You seen that, especially in really in the time. And I think it um, they actually had one functioning. It had like a Le Mans chassis, and then a was it a four rotor? Well, no, three rotor um, rotary engine mm -hmm. running on ethanol, and it was uh, pretty crazy. And, you know, considering that, you know, rotary engines were still cool at the time and, were, you know, Mazda was actually doing them, it seemed like quite a quite a thing that could happen, at least for rich people. That's but, rich. Actually, yeah. But, you know, it got shelved and um, a bit unfortunate. Another one, this is more, again, far more kind of aspirational and gamey. It's the GT by Citroen, which uh, I think is famously was in Gran Turismo 5. There was a, a particular race where... Everyone, including the computers, would all have Citroen GTs. Oh, and, right. um, you go over over a certain kind of part of the map, and then all just fly in the air. <laughs> just just take to the air because they're all doing about like you know I think close to two hundred miles an hour at the time, and then <laughs> it's just a dip, and they all just fly after each other. Um, and that was <laughs> you know one of my I guess introductions to more wacky kind of looking concept cars that probably will never happen, but you know. It looked good, and it was supposed to be built, you know, costing two point one million dollars a piece, but cost overruns. You know, who would have thought? And obviously got shelved. Um, but something more realistic. Uh, one was the, well, supposed to be the twenty twenty two, STI with you know the new FA engine and mm. promising three hundred kilowatts. You know, it was finally going to be a more competitive kind of engine, more competitive power to what most cars are making these days. At least performance cars are. And um, obviously having the previous model STR, I was happy with that, but I was still looking forward to what Subaru would kind of continue to bring. And the fact that they completely shelved the STI, um, at least for now, and are talking about bringing in a more EV version, you know, still kind of makes me a little sad and sore. But, you know, obviously these sorts of things have to come to an end. It looked um, cool, though. It looked like a like fat. It like a did real look cool, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, finally, something I think we can all agree on is the Volkswagen ID buggy concept. Uh -huh. Something you know, it's it's something for the new world. You know, it's an EV, but it's obviously something that you can um, have at the beach. You know, go around, get sand everywhere, have some fun, and uh, just absolutely looks, you know, cute as a button. I think <laughs> um, also a bit froggy, but still, you know, it's it's a buggy. I'm sure <laughs> no, no one's going to hate on that. Um, something I, I definitely would uh, would think that'd be a fun purchase to make. That's, a, that's actually a really cool car, especially in that green. It looks, yeah. it, it makes total sense. Sportsy, they'd be thick down there, wouldn't they? Oh, absolutely. Time of the year, goodness me. I um, I had the uh, the Ford GT ninety as well. Yeah, I was at the top of my list because of need for speed. Need for speed. <laughs> um, you know, seeing that what is now the most pixelated version video game ever. But... <laughs> 
imagining what it looked like then and um, wondering again, like what Riz said, is this ever going to be a real mm. thing? Uh, that was so bloody cool. And that's kind of like what I think set a lot of, um, uh, you know, um, dreams of, uh, you know, getting into cars mm. and wishing cars would look like that in you know, the 30s or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's got to be at the top of my list. And uh, I actually, uh, I reached this question out to my partner. And uh, I asked her what she, to have a look at some concept cars and what she would. What she would uh, buy. Yeah, what she would like, wanted, would like to have. And uh, she came up with some very cool stuff. The, the first one she sent me is the, um, uh, oh, there we go. Hang on, sorry. It is the Pontiac Transport Concept, which is basically just a Tarago. Second gen Tarago. Well, they already made that for, I guess, so it's not really a concept. And then. Um, She's very pragmatic. Oh, I, like, yeah. I like the way she thinks. And then uh, she sent me one called a Lamborghini Athon, which I'd never heard of, but it's a uh, Bertone design and it's like very. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Like uh, not uh, asymmetrical design, and it's got turbo fan wheels, con convertible, and whatnot. It's, yeah, it's super super cool looking thing. And uh, it's very XJ two twenty. Yeah, yeah, that do, yeah. actually has a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. has a lot of light from that as well. And then the last thing she sent me was, I think, a bit of a joke, but she does know that I'd, I'd like to own a PT Cruiser <laughs> one day for the shits and gigs. Uh, and she's like, oh, um, it looks like they made a grand, uh, like a grandfather version of that, which is just basically what a PT Cruiser was based <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how cool is that Stan Slork? And it's that's a cool PT Cruiser. Awesome. Yeah, that's a cool one. <laughs> I know. The the one that actually got made is unfortunately not as good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I like the ones that, that she's chosen for. I think I think they're I think they're quite good. Um the the, the Lambo one, that was really cool. Yeah. That's like yeah. ultimate eighties. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Um here's one for you guys that hits a bit more closer to home. Uh when we were doing motor shows, I think it was the last motor show we might have might have done, or probably one of the later ones, the uh Holden Coop sixty that yes. uh for the, me the Monaro? The that well, it should have been the Monaro, but the, the Coupe yeah. sixty, that the silver one. Um, yeah, and then because they they did a Tirana, which was the purple one, which which I'll get to in a second. But the the Coupe sixty, cheese that looked good. Uh, it was a functioning car. It drove, uh, had a manual gearbox. You know, you know, big V eight. Oh, it looked tough. Like it looked, it looked awesome. Um, that that should have been the, the new the new Monaro. It's a, it's a, essentially um that that's a that's a very good looking car uh, and also the Tirana that got released the Tirana which came out of nowhere which was super like not talked about and then bang that's oh one I remember that one um, mm. and, and that was a good looking car and I was like that's cool if they bring that back that, that'll that vitalize Holden little did we know it wouldn't have helped anyway but um, <clears throat> it was there were two great concepts that were really close to you know production you know, looking cars mm. Um I think that would have been fantastic. I think I think that would have been really really cool. I know I know the Coupe Sixty just stole the show when it when it when it it, it did what the Monaro with the inverted commas uh, Holden Coupe, which became the Monaro, you know, probably fifteen years earlier. Sorry, no, not fifteen years, probably ten years earlier or eleven years earlier in the VT, which became the Monaro. Um, but like everyone's like, "Well, this is a new Monaro. This is it. This is what's going to happen." Like even even you, Alan, you said, "Yep, it's that's the Monaro." Like that's um, that was what was going to happen. And ah, um, oh, that would have been that would have been a phenomenal phenomenal looking car if that would have if that would have been released. 
But it showed uh, what Holden could do. Absolutely. What, what they were capable of. Um, they had a bloody great team, mm. design team, and they did. It's such a shame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Toronto again, like the the, the four, I think it was a four seater concept. I think um, the purple with the white interior and then and the underglow and the glow in the doors. Uh, you know, come find me. Underglow is cool. I don't care. Um, but yeah, it it looked it looked great, and it was like a mini Commodore, and it was what the Chevy Malibu that we got here. Should, it should have been the Tirana. It, it, it should have it should have not been that miserable bucket of pass. But that's. Um, that is the uh, yeah. That was that. Um, a couple of other, other ones that really came to life were the FT1, the Toyota FT1, which became the Supra. Um, and I mean the FT1 does look a lot better, but they uh, I saw the reason why the Supra looked like the Supra because it had to have the hard points of the BMW. Um, so they had to kind of stretch and chop and change, and and it, it's a, it's a pretty pretty close pretty close look. Um, yeah. But also back in two thousand and four or five, Ford released the uh, the GT forty remake, which was called the Ford GT concept, um, yep. which got that much hype that they actually put it into production and and it made it. So it shows what happens when you can get a lot of hype, um, you know. And and that's a beautiful car. Like it, it it's really just a pretty car. Um, and 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 the original GT forty was a very petite car, and this was kind of the same, but just just a little bit bigger. So that that was the you know that was the concept. But a couple of other ones that I'd love to see was I don't know if you guys saw this is for for our, our Nissan fanboys over here, um, the Nissan IDX, which was like the Datsun five ten remake. Did you guys ever see that one? That one was pretty bloody epic. Yeah. That one was oh sick. yeah yes, um, yeah. Yep. I do remember that one. Yep. What could have been the next Sylvia? Pretty much. Actually? Real drive. So, I mean, what a great, you know, um, moneymaker. It's there. Yeah. The car's designed for you, Nissan. Do it. <laughs> um, that should have been the S16. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a cool looking car, that. Um, box flares. I mean, who, who can't say no to box flares? Um, it just, it had, they even had on one of the concepts like the, like the old Nissan racing livery, the red and the white and the blue. Um, yeah. Which it just looked epic, so I, I was like, "Yep, absolutely." Um, and uh, this one for you, David, the Honda Two and Four. Did you ever see that one? Let me just have a quick look. Honda Two and Four. Two and Four. Two and ampersand Four. Um, this one is a really cool one. Oh yes, yes, I do remember that. I've got a yeah. Um, I- that I mean, if they can release aerial atoms and they can release, you know, um, you know, Catrums and getting KDM crossbows and things. That could happen like that. That for like a like an out and out, you know, truck day special sports car. That's pretty cool. So I was a bit of a fan of that one. I thought that one was very very cool. Any other ones, gents? Just a quick one. I think there's a lot of concept cars that were spoken about tonight. That yeah, were like you know more than likely will never make it to life. But what's going on in China at the moment is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Every car any of the manufacturer releases there looks like it's like a Porsche concept or it's like, and these cars are like ready for production in a month or two's time. They're not stuffing around. Geely announced a car the other day. People thought it would be like 50, 60,000 US dollars. And it was more like 25,000 US dollars. And I think that one was called the Geely E8. And, you know, this is how quickly things uh-huh. are taking taking shape in the Chinese market and the kind of cars that they're releasing 
not even just from, you know, they're not concept, they're just concept to reality in like under six months. So this and, is, and, and that's going to be released like that. That, that one's, that one's happening. I think they're already taking orders for it. They've Tough, just announced that they're taking orders for it. it will, I think deliveries will start in the first half of this year. Yeah. This is how quickly they move. So a lot of these concept stars that we think might may have may have been lost. I'm sure there's some Chinese designer that's looking for some inspiration and will come up with the GT90 equivalent. Um, <laughs> And these cars will be cars that people will genuinely buy, like in tens of thousands of them. So yeah. worth keeping an eye out as to what's going on in the Chinese market because they are not shy to produce some radical designs that will go into production cars very quickly. Yeah. I've got to say something about the Chinese cars, especially the the names. I, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it really, I think they need a bit of work, but like, you know, BYD, like the the full name of it. Build your dreams, man. It's such a mouthful. I mean, <laughs> even the E8, it it kind of is. You know, it's cool. It's a letter and a number. Number, yeah. But it just doesn't really flow. Almost like it's kind of like yeah. I don't know. It's good. Yeah, I, it's I, I it's. Think they're doing well in terms of design, design but yeah. like the naming concept is is it's bizarre. It's it's like how the Japanese were, you know, with the, when <laughs> earlier on naming cars, Star Orion. Like really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the try. I think, but, but to be fair, the, when we we're in Japan, I don't know if you noticed this when you were there, Chad. Like some of the names of the cars are like still weird. Like uh, and and David, you were like, oh, there's a there's a there's an origin. I'm like, I'm like, oh wow, like like they called it that. Like that's you know, it's it. Um, so I think they've got separate design like design teams to to naming teams. Um, uh, because yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, it's. It's it's quite funny that. Um, well, Maddie, what about the new? So the new Type R, I'm sure you've had a look at it. Yeah. In the, I, if you lift the bonnet, does it still say Earth Dreams? It doesn't. It doesn't it anymore. Doesn't. So that yeah. FKA did, right? Yeah, yeah. So they continued because you know my Dada's guy's got one, and it still says Earth Dreams on top of the engine cover. Yeah. Um, now they've continued some of their traditions in international markets. Although obviously changing the Fair Lady to whatever it is, three seventy four hundred Z, whatever it was, but yeah, the naming convention in individual markets is quite unique, and I think the the Chinese are probably long, long way away uh, from that. But some of their other cars, so for example, Geely owns Polestar, Volvo mm. cars, right, yeah. Lotus, all of these brands, so they. When they're launching a Zeker, that's another brand. So in the European market, so Zeker has already entered a lot of the European countries. So Zeker is Zeker X, Zeker 001. For anyone that's interested in a cool looking sort of a sport back type of a car, Zeker 001 FR, quad motor. Um, their head of performance or performance oh. advisor is Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> it has a Raikkonen mode in the car. <laughs> zero to a hundred in just over two seconds and this is wow. production car this wow, is like a track nuts. focused production car so this full ev full ev quad motor um so yeah just, <laughs> just to give you an idea of the kind of stuff that's going on there so some names they get it right and some names they just have a lot of work on imagine having a car with Raikkonen mode like, like that, that's just like, I mean, Scotty, you'd have your car in Raikkonen mode 
Oh, always. Just going down the shops, boom, Raikkonen mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, I'm actually surprised. Well, actually, I'm not surprised, to be fair, because quite often what companies do is they take the best and then they pay them a crap ton of money, do this for us. Um, look what's happened with um, Kia and Hyundai's designers and stuff. They've, they've just taken it from you know BMW, Audi and all that. They're like, well, you're coming, you're coming to us and you're going to, you know, from M Division, you're going to you're gonna make N Division. You know, like it's, 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 it's um you know, why if you don't join and buy them <laughs> you know if, if that makes sense so well this so think about what the koreans have done in 20 years chinese have done it in just over the covid period period yeah, yeah you're right yeah spot on. so they've they've not only hired that like the byd head designers x audi x lamborghini yeah. so in the cars that we don't see here that are coming so they launched brand new models in like every three months and so the cars that we don't see that will be coming here they're very sort of Lamborghini inspired or Audi Porsche inspired. Um, so the, and and not only the design concepts, what the other thing they've done is they have the manufacturing. Mm. So the best of the best American manufacturing people, the people that built Ford's manufacturing lines, Sandy Monroe is one of the guys out of the US. He spent years in China. And I've heard an interview where he said, I went to Shanghai Automotive Company, which is Sayak that owns MG. And he said, I, 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 before I was at the reception signing in, and someone says, oh, there's Sandy. And I look around, and there's the German guys are there. He said, there's the Italian guys are there, <laughs> the Koreans. The, everybody is there trying wow. to help them. This is manufacturing gurus of the world. So not only are they designing stuff, they are able to mass produce because they know how to do it. Uh, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on here. The reason why they got so quick during the COVID period is because everybody else was shut down. And then there you go. That's, that's, that's my tinfoil hat. <laughs> uh, so, so no, it, it's, it's, that it was, that was, was meant to be, a, a, meant, to, meant to make you guys laugh, but I, I got one laugh. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Um, thank you. Uh, but the, yeah, it's, it's interesting how quick they're, they've developed, they've developed. I remember Top Gear saying a joke about it when they, when they were, oh, it was probably 10 years ago saying, um, Chinese cars have gotten so far in 10 years, you know, we're all going to be driving Chinese cars in about five years. So we are, we, we can't look what's in our top 10 now. So, um, you know, the, the Tesla model Y that's my, that's the wicked owls from China. That's, 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 they're, they're from China, the MGZS China, you know, so, uh, all, all Volvo stuff, I think for that Volvo's for our market is all China. So, um, IX3 is from China. This. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it, everything. Like it, people say, oh, everything's made in China. It is. <laughs> it really is. Um. So it's interesting that they take their concepts. They're like, yeah, well, we can make that. Um. Whereas everyone else is like, oh, that's a bit too much of a gamble. The fact that they're just doing it and and saying, well, yeah, it's here. I'll do it. Um. It's pretty, pretty ballsy to be fair. Like pretty crazy. Um. Because I know a lot of other companies wouldn't take the risk, the financial, the financial risk on doing any of that. So, but I think moving their manufacturing to China does um, does open them up to take more risks. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, in terms of like um, they're able to take uh, how do I word it? They they're able to take it, do a riskier sort of uh, build or something because the costs are lower if, uh, compared mm. to if they were to do it yeah. somewhere else. So it's kind of like oh, let's just do have a bit of a gamble. See if it does work, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't, they can always just switch the manufacturing over to something that works anyway, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, that's um. So, okay, this this is the plan. What we're gonna do, guys? Now, because you you know they're um 
Yeah, they're they're designing these. Well, they're making these concepts. Let's send them all our favorite concepts. Say, build these, mm -hmm. and we'll, and we'll buy them. <laughs> well, the biggest the biggest uh, electric car maker is in the business of building anyone's dreams. <laughs> so send it to BYD. They're taking in any concept cars, and they'll turn them into reality for you. So they build your dreams. Yeah, quite literally, they will they will build your dream. <laughs> yeah, like just all the cool shit from the age. <laughs> see if they see what they come back with. Can you build my dream. Just send them an email every day. Just yeah. just send them one of just like build one car. Please. Build my dream. You said you build your dreams. Build my dream. Just keep sending my car. But you never know. They might be like, oh, all right, we'll make this guy a car just to shut him up. But then uh, you don't buy it. You go too much. Car companies, they do all the R and D. They they make a production scale model. They've built it. Ready. They've done all the tooling. Okay, so now now we you like your car. That'll be you know sixty five thousand. Uh, yeah, no, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> that would be that would be. Well, sorry, guys. You know, I've uh, I've got I've got um I've got I've got a, got the jiggly legs now, and I I I, I can't I can't do it. But, um, you wait till the car sat on the lot for a couple of weeks, and you're like, "Oh, maybe I'll give you 45 for it." <laughs> <laughs> Any last ones before we get to the quiz? I have the Cadillac 16. Yes, that's a very cool. You remember that big beast of a thing? 16 cylinder. That was 16 cylinders, 13.6 liter. Oh. <laughs> it was just that was just America. That's America right there. <laughs> Some greedy liters, <laughs> and, and the and the car from The Simpsons that uh, Homer's uh, estranged brother makes, and then his company goes bankrupt. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. Can't yep. forget that one. Um, that car, I think they had it on. Um, I think they had it on Top Gear at one point, and they said it was possibly the best car ever designed and ever made. Sixteen cylinder. They were just in, they were just enamored with it. It was, it was. It showed what happened when Cadillac was at their best. Like they used to be, because Cadillac used to make the best cars in the world. Not many people know that. At one point, they were they were known to be doing the best cars of all time, and they and they, like just everything was just next level quality. It was like you know above Rolls Royce. So that car was like unbelievable, um, and it shows what you can do when you actually try. Um, but again, that would have been a thing. But see, I think car car companies. I just want to end on, end on this point. I think car companies need to have a halo car. Like they need to have that that car that that that, that aspirational car of the brand that brings people in. And even if it's at a loss, like Lexus did it with the LFA. Um, you know that for me is my ultimate dream car. Like you know, no no money, no object. Purely for the fact that as an engineering exercise, it's just brilliant. And um, I couldn't I couldn't ask for anything more. But yeah, you know, it 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 makes the other part kind of cars in the brand a bit more aspirational. Um, so it's it kind of makes you know, like for example, if you know if like with Honda for example, they've got the Civic Type R, that's an aspirational car, you know, and 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 like they don't have to make it, you know, and they probably lose money on on all of them that they do make, but they they make it because it's you know it brings people into the brand. And I was I was at a dealership because I was about to get something done on the Civic last week. And they're all wearing their Type R jackets, and they're like, "Oh, you got a Type R." They're so proud of it. They're like, "They're like, yeah, this is this is our, you know, this is this is our um our, our national pride here. This this car, you know." And, and and it's good to see that car companies can have that, but you know, a lot of car companies don't. Like Ford, yeah, they've got the Mustang, um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not it doesn't feel special like like a concept car like one of the one of one of one of these would, um, so. 
so yeah, that's just kind of my two cents that I want to I want to leave it on. But I, I think I think these companies should like Hyundai should have that their envision. Uh, I think that, I think that they, if if they made that, then it'd be yeah. Like I'd go and buy a Hyundai because I'd be like, oh yeah, my car's related to that. You know, yeah. that's it'd it'd be it'd give it give some sort of you know fulfillment to say you know what, yeah, it's not it's not the it's not it's just a basic i thirty, but you know the brand does stuff like this. And then you can you, you and your and your bad snob friends will be like actually that's kind of cool, so um, so yeah that's uh, that's my two cents. Riz, I know you got to go, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Great show. I'm sure the quiz is going to be awesome. I'll try and catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, man. Catch you soon. Good, good to see you, dude. See you guys. See you, Riz. Yeah. All right, Scotty. Quiz time. All right, quiz time. This quiz doesn't really have a theme. I've kind of just grabbed bits and pieces for everywhere. I guess towards the end, it's got a bit of a theme of 80s cars and then kind of leads into the 90s. But mm. I've just thrown in like a random um, cryptic car in there too. Some it's, it's, it's very muddled. There's a couple bonus questions in there too, but it's a little bit all over the place. So um, you got to definitely be on your toes with Absolutely. knowledge that you latest knowledge, cryptic car knowledge, Ooh. and eighties and nineties car knowledge is what you need. Oof. Seems like a lot of knowledge. It's a lot of knowledge. Yeah, I was flicking through. <laughs> took me a bit to do it to put it together because I was kind of just flicking through a whole bunch of stuff on the internet and thought, oh, that'd be a cool question. Kind of just threw it in. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, question number one. This is fairly new news. It came out this news, uh, I think it was maybe early this month, so not too long ago. Um, oh, there we go. My questions. Uh, which sports car has toppled the Mustang in sales after its seven year reign? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. In Australia, do you mean or worldwide? Here. Australia. Yes. Matthew. Matthew. I'm going to say the Subaru BRZ. Oh, he's got it. Yeah, well done. Wait, the the BRZ selling more than the 86? Yeah, they are now. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. They've kicked up and they've overtaken the Mustang that's been holding that title for a long time. Interesting. Yeah, I found it really interesting. I thought that would be a great question to throw in. So go Subaru. All right, this is our one and only cryptic car. Ooh, okay. I'm sure I've done this one before, but it just popped up. I thought, eh, I'm going to do it. Um, The Kia Spirit. Alan. Alan. Kia Soul? Yes. Yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Now, for some reason, question number three is leading back to a fairly new latest news. So this came out late last year, so just in December. But late last year, Toyota were in the testing stages to bring back what sports car? Oh, Matthew. Matthew. Was it the MR2? Yeah, it is. Yep. Oh, oh, MR2. They're 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 trying to uh, revitalize their sports car uh, sports cars. Um, there's been some concept pictures leaked. Um, don't know how legit they are, but um, apparently they're going to go for like a real lightweight sports car, mid-engine sports car. Um, yep. So it might be the uh, 
the twenty twenties version of a AW eleven, which would be kind of cool. They're not going to turn yeah. into a uh, electric crossover. <laughs> there must be badging. Yeah, hopefully not. If that happens, Alan, I will, I will, uh, I will happily, I'll cut my hair off on in live on air and eat it if that actually happens. Uh, MR two SUV cruising around. Oh man, that would be, <laughs> that would be the worst thing they they could possibly do. Like I don't, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for another podcast. <laughs> this comes back to a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about, um, you know, like. A, a brand that's now like yeah you know like the mustang um oh what was it called whatever marquee. It was the marquee the marquee yeah, yeah. Like using the mustang name but it's just like an suv yeah you know that kind of thing yeah it would really it would suck it would suck but the reason why i don't think that's going to happen is because gr kind of know how to build sports cars mm-hmm. uh the, the supra i mean that's a z4 but it's better than a z4 because it's been engineered better um you know 86 um yeah. Yaris GR, Corolla GR. I don't think I don't think they would go um I don't think they would go half ass on 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 that. Like and especially Akio Toyota's like I don't want to build any more boring sports cars or boring cars. So he's I don't think he would bring back the MR2 name just to shit on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean stranger things have happened, but I I yeah, I I, I don't I hopefully not. Hopefully. And the uh, MR3. MR3. That would be a good idea. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Make it a three seater. Make it a three seater. Yeah, have it a uh, uh, what's it called a a mini a mini uh, McLaren F one. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Uh, now my questions are diving into the eighties. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this starts off question number four. In nineteen eighty, Nissan released a tenth anniversary ZX model. Which model was it? Chad. Man. Chad. Is it the two eighty? It was. Yeah. Was the 280ZX. Was that the one that was only white? Like, complete white? Bonus question. Okay. What colour combo did it come in? Oh, Matty. Well, I'm wrong. I've kind of shot myself in the foot. But I know what it is, but I'm out. So if no one else gets it, I will chip in. David. David. Were they red with red interior? No. 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 I don't think. Yeah. I know exactly the other car. I still remember the ad. I've I watch a lot of um old ads because I'm a because I'm I'm just an, I'm weird. I guess some of them pop up on um, TikTok now. So they, they do. Alan, be good. Alan, was it a beige of sorts? No, not beige. I'm just going to take a guess. Uh, was it like a gold or something? There was gold, yes, but something else too to go with it. Um, do you have a guess? Because you get point five, you get point five, Chad. Half point. Uh, gold and JPS. Blue. No, it wasn't blue. Matthew, can I can I chip in for point five? It was black. Yeah, yeah, for half a point. Black. Black and gold. Yep, black and gold. Sam Sparrow would be proud. <laughs> Question number five. <sighs> See, I don't know if you'll get this one because, I mean, I had no clue, but your knowledge is a lot better than mine. Dodge and Shelby had a collab with the Dodge Omnis fitted mm-hmm. with a 2.2-litre turbocharged engine. There was the GLH and the GLHS 
These were acronyms for what? Matthew. Matthew? Uh, goes like hell. Yep. Uh, that's one of them. Yep. Uh, and goes like hell shit, I think, or stink or something. Oh, uh, I can't remember the second one. Uh, goes like hell. Oh, what was the S? No, nah, I'm, I'm, I, 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 yeah, I'll take the point five, but I, I can't, I can't remember the last one. And I just want to have a punt for half a point. No, he's not. Alan. Alan? Goes like hell super. No. Ken? Uh, I can't even, yeah. Um, no, I got nothing. <laughs> I can't even. Goes like hell super charge. <laughs> nope. Nope. What, what is it, Scotty? It's not the best acronym because there's like an added word at the end, but. It goes like hell some more. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it should be should be SM, SM. Yeah. for some reason it wasn't. So I thought that would throw you off. But yeah, I didn't didn't wow. know anything about those. But um, are they playing that on like s'mores? Those things where you put the two graham crackers and the marshmallow and the chocolate? Isn't that a s'more? A s'more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It goes like hell small. <laughs> That's how we'd pronounce it here in Australia. Yeah. Just join those words together. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All righty. Question number six. The Audi Quattro came out in the 80s. How many cylinders did it have? Matthew. Jeez, Matt, go quick. Five. Five. It did have five. Cinco. Cylinders. Correcto. Uh, question number seven. What decade did the DB7 come out? David. Matthew. David. 2000s. No. Oh, oh. oh no. Alan? Alan? Uh, the 90s. Yes, that was yeah. the 90s. Yep. Uh, bonus question on this. What engines could you have gotten in? Matthew. Matthew. You could have got a supercharged inline six and you could have gotten a V12. Yes, correct. I think that was back when they were best buddies with Jag at the time. They were. Well, it was that car had the chassis was XJS from memory. It was, it was a, it was, was basically, yeah, it was pretty much an XJS from the 80s, which oh, is which just, was, yep. just a reshell. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Question number eight. We're moving into, uh, yeah, Need for Speed 2. This was in Need for <laughs> Speed 2. The 90s brought in some fast supercars, one of them being the McLaren F1. When did it come out? Matthew. Matthew. Is it, what year did the McLaren F1 come out? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yep. Uh, that would be, oh, geez, I think 92. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Wow. Nine. Score check? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give a score check. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Making everyone think I'm, has no other ambitions in life besides <laughs> besides this, but anyway. It's too late for that, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody nice. <laughs> okay, question number nine. Is it true or false? The E36 M3 had a sedan version. True. Oh, so Matthew, yes. No, he ruined the question. Yeah. Damn it. That question gets negated. He ruined it. <laughs> Matthew. 
Matthew? <laughs> it is true. There was a sedan but version. You ruined the question, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, I still <laughs> answered it. You didn't follow the rules. Overseas. Yeah. The way it was answered is that your name is true and your your answer to that question was Matthew. So. <laughs> no, incorrect. Alan, I'm next. I'd say it's true. <laughs> All right, Alan, you can have the point. There you go, Alan. There, take, take the point. All right, that leads us to the final question, question number 10. Which Lamborghini V12 model came after the Countach? Matthew. Oh, you're so fast, Matt. That would be the Diablo. Yes, it was the Diablo. Very good. Wow. Wow. He's so quick. Like, you that, don't even have to think. The, the 80s and 90s is my wheelhouse. Like, I, I know that. They I know. Cars really so quick, well. he's even willing to cheat, you know, even though he's got the answer. I sense a bit of collusion going on. Bless me. It's all right. It would be the first time, Scotty. <laughs> Matt gets in first because I've got him connected just straight to the phone, so there's no delay. Yeah. Just boom, straight away. <laughs> so it's the internet client. <laughs> it's um, it's in the contract for me to be on this show that <laughs> yeah. to make sure that Matt wins when I do the quiz. <laughs> it's written there. There's nothing I could do. Sorry, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, score check, David. You didn't get on the board today, mate. What I did not? I, I I got pipped at the post on about three or four that I knew the answers to. No, Maddie was so too far. Quick. Too quick. Well done. Um, next was Chadosh on one point five, Alum on three, and myself on. All right, set it down. Set it down. So I will, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm normally a very gracious winner, but today I'm I've been a bit been a bit of a bit of a mean person for a change. So I'm normally a good winner, but I'm a bad loser. But but today, just because Alan and Chad think there's some collusion going on, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna own it. <laughs> uh, no, thanks for the quiz, Scotty. That was that was that was a good quiz for me anyway. Uh, I I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Right, Matty probably sent him the questions. The whole, uh, the whole in the in the group chat asking somebody to do the quiz. That was a whole red herring. Just so he knew Scotty would say yes. He already had sent him the questions <laughs> just to avoid any kind of suspicion. <laughs> you know that happens. It's in the contract. You've read it. <laughs> oh, I love it, uh, gentlemen. I think that's a podcast. I think so. David Prince, you do a podcast. Uh, I do this one Tuesday nights, which is really good. I really enjoy it. Except I. <laughs> Badly in the quiz. Uh, and Ed and I do one called Auto Retro, and I promise it's coming back in 2024. So, keen to see new episodes. Awesome. Even my students, uh, I, I, did I tell you about that, David? They're like, they're like, oh, we saw you on on YouTube. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, where'd you see me? And then they just sent me the link to your show. <laughs> so, and I'm just like, oh, they're, they're like, they're like, you should have been an Oscar for your performance. Um, <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, I'm like that is the uh, most funniest thing anyone has ever said to me. But anyway, <laughs> Alum Deep, we are on YouTube, I believe. Yes, we are. You can find us on Car Talk uh, AU if you just search that YouTube slash that, uh, or you can just search Car Talk with Matty J. Uh, we um, have over 100 episodes uploaded, so you know, go and enjoy those, and uh, more coming as as I get to it. Um, you know, we're now approaching well. 
about 60 something subscribers you know approaching that 100 hopefully we'll make this the year of the thousand subs yeah so cool. you know be in before or above that because you know you'll be our special people and you won't get anything but you know you'll know and we'll know <laughs> but uh yeah keep on uh subscribing and liking our videos we appreciate that uh, hoping to grow more and bring you more content which there should be a couple of non-podcast videos in the coming weeks absolutely uh chad's deliveries if you need anything delivered uh he's your he's your man yeah um uh, anything that goes wrong with Australia Post and slash Star Trek. Speaking of which, I've had a pass that hasn't arrived yet. I think. Uh, oh, yeah. I swear you don't knock on my door. You just have the ticket already filled out. And you just shove it yeah. in the bloody Dude, <laughs> You guys are ninjas, man. Like, like, like I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I, Steph like, was, was, sitting, was, was sitting at a desk. By the time she's at the door, the, the slips on the door and gone back in the truck and gone off. Uh, and I'm like, how does that even happen? They got spy cameras. They wait until you're like you're in the toilet and they do the three knocks. They run. They're like door knockers. They just not knock home too bad. Like. That, uh, it was it was it was like some ninja stuff, man. I, I don't know what's going on, but um, but yeah, Chad's ninjas. If if you if you're yeah. if you're after if you're after some ninja trading, how to how to how to deliver parcels? He easy. How to ding dong ditch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scotty Doe, uh, golf tip of the week. Golf tip of the week. Uh, we're talking about wind. Mm. It's Sold. it's a pain in the butt. The wind. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. It'll oh, affect yeah. the golf ball more than you'd think. I see what you did there. Yep. <laughs> uh, keep it low. Okay. What is it? Hitting into it. Keep it low. Is the best way. You hit it up. It's just going to come back and hit you in the face. Like your spanners, Scotty. Like the spanners, yeah. So be careful. Yeah. All the sway bars, yeah. Yeah. Watch out for those rear sway bars. They hang low. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here if first. Underneath the, if you're working underneath the car, look to your left, then look to your right, and then you'll know what's around you. <laughs> fall on your head. You can. You're not going to hit something. I'm assuming many profanities were used afterwards, Scotty. Oh, there there was a bit of swearing, yeah. It did hurt. Yeah, kept, <laughs> it looked like it I did. kept working, though. I kept going underneath the car. I didn't know it was bleeding until afterwards, and it was all swollen. Was like, oh, I, I, I could just see you, Scotty. You're like, you, you're tightening up the like, the, like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> just, just going nuts on the car. It would be worse than just saying I hate you, but yeah. <laughs> keep it as that. <laughs> like and share our Facebook page it's Car Talk TRQE with Manny J if you miss any of previous episodes they're all up on iTunes Spotify wherever you get your podcasting apps so don't forget to subscribe and review to us there guys we are almost at 500 episodes can you believe that Oof. Well, we are about, we're about to hit the 490s I think we need to do something special for a 500 so I think that, that needs to really happen um, we need to get a big round table discussion or something and then like have, have all our, you know, all our guests try and make, try and make one night and, uh, have a, have just a good general chat or also something. I don't know. We've we got, we got to plan it cause it's, it's going to happen very soon. 500 quiz. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've still got, I'll probably have more than that in, in terms of like, you know, all the ones we've put together over the years, yeah. run through all, all through the year, just do them all again. 500 of them. <laughs> If you guys are I, I swear, Maddie, you'll get five hundred. You'll get five hundred out of five hundred too. Yeah. <laughs>
so so yeah 500 episodes guys i cannot believe people have listened to us for 500 episodes um that's that's quite uh that's quite interesting um but yeah that'll be that'll be exciting i this is the year that's happening it'll be happening in the next couple of months so watch this space um check it out merch go to teespring store go to teespring.com type in car talk store we've got some new merch about to drop very soon um and oh, i've got a i've got a, a commodore ute dropping on there uh, and a fiesta dropping on there because I've, I've done done that and i'm going to re-upload the, the scamp camp one but under a different name so it doesn't get banned this time i don't know why i got banned last time but that's that's another that's another story um so, so so that that'll be up there so support your support your fellow scamp lovers by buying a t-shirt and check it out uh become a patron to our patreon go to patreon.com forward slash cartel podcast support the show there so become a patron to our patreon you know who you are you're up to our local patrons gentlemen honor as always and i'll see you next time take it easy Thanks, Thanks, later. yeah